When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. Ready. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do you put on an accent when you call it? No, I don't oh. call. Order <laughs> Can you over. imagine Mahoney? Hello. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. See, I thought you were saying that you put on an accent so that they don't detect your whiteness. <laughs> no, I order over the app. All right. No. This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? So, yeah, some bad news. There was a study done about loneliness, and this makes me kind of sad. Um, was it only one study? <laughs> yeah, it was there by itself. Yeah. <laughs> now, they're saying that loneliness, it, it's as deadly as smoking 12 cigarettes a day. Mm. So widespread loneliness in the U.S. is posing health risks, and they are as deadly as smoking about more than half a pack of cigarettes every single day, so, costing the health industry billions of dollars annually, according to the U.S. Surgeon General. I'm not going to discount what they're saying, but it seems very specific to go with 12 cigarettes. Not 11, not 13, specifically 12. A pack. It's somehow healthier than 11, but less healthy than 13. About half of U.S. adults say that they've experienced loneliness. Loneliness increases the risk of premature death by nearly 30%. I mean, is that something that you guys... I mean, I've got a litter of children, so hopefully that's not the case. But that's, like, for me, that's a serious fear because... Being lonely. Like, my whole life, I've been surrounded by chaos. Mm. And then if at one point, everyone's just like, meh. I mean, Dave, the fact that you grew up with six total siblings. Yeah, there's six, six kids of you in the total, family, yeah. And then you've got four kids of your own. I mean, you don't know... Yeah. Like I've never, you, I've never lived alone for an extended period of time. I've always had a, a, you know, roommate or a significant other. Like the idea of me being alone and quiet drives me crazy. So nuts. I'm drives an only, me nuts. I'm yeah. an only child, and I'm currently living by myself right now. So for me, uh, you know, I could, uh, the, my, it's, I'm not. I don't, oh, I don't. Watch your words, buddy. No, I'm not saying I, 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 I'm not saying I like I'm it. Thriving. I, I am super blooming. I was going to say. No, I'm, you're very well cut out for it. No, though. but like, I'm, I, here's the thing. I, I know I'm going to probably die alone at some point. So geez. it's like, I've just, I've just come to accept that fact. You're not going to die alone. Your wife is going to live to be 150. Yeah, but I'll probably be alone. She'll be at work. <laughs> 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 Don't you intentionally die on her when she's at work. Some good news today as well. Uh, Sweden's first ever EV charging road will power electric vehicles as they drive. So you no longer have to plug it in tonight. There's the E20 highway in Sweden will soon become the nation's first functioning charging road to juice the batteries of heavy vehicles carrying freight around the country. Hate which that. Is, I hate it. Really? I don't, I don't mind. The concept it. seems great, but what happens once you get a pothole on an electrified <laughs> roadway? <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So there is something creepy that has been going on, and that is people using Apple AirTags, which are pretty cool technology, unless you're a creep, right? Uh, they've been using them to track people, and you don't know that you're being tracked. Because so, somebody will just put, like, an Apple AirTag, whether it's in your car or um, in your bag or whatever, and you have no idea. I thought there is a, like, a thing on your phone, though, that if there is a foreign Apple tag that's near your phone for an extended period of time, it, you will get an alert. Oh, see, I have no clue. I'm not, I'm not I've familiar seen, with I've seen some. I've seen some. I've seen some stuff online about that. I don't know how well it works because I've never had that. Nobody wants to track me, obviously. But uh, it, it can be problematic. But... I like the technology. I know you've uh, Apple tagged your kids at Disney. Yeah, well, before. I mean, if you go somewhere that's like really, uh, you know, there's going to be a Busy. huge crowd yeah. and the kids are just going to be kind of running all over the place because they're excited. Um, yeah, knowing where they are. Yeah, I'll slide an Apple AirTag into their pocket. I'm going to start Apple AirTagging my car because sure. uh, I spent 45 minutes in a parking garage oh. uh, when I flew back the other day. Okay. And because uh, I forgot which parking garage oh I was in. A little quick in- little picture, a little. Uh, I did, but there, you know, there were four of them. Uh-oh. And uh, so I uh, I didn't realize which one I parked in. Awesome. 
Well, uh, Apple and Google are taking things a step further. They have submitted a proposal to set standards for combating secret surveillance on the Apple AirTag trackers and similar gadgets. The concept also has been backed by Samsung. So the AirTag, again, very popular right now, but stalkers have deployed them uh, to shadow, you know, former love interests and other people that don't want to be tracked. And as I said, that is a super, super, super creepy thing. And if you are hearing this and if you are one of those stalker weirdo wackos, put the AirTag down. No, Set put an air tag on yourself and uh, go take a long walk off a short bridge. <laughs> so the uh, the new standards will minimize opportunities for abuse of the technology and decrease the burden on survivors and detecting unwanted trackers. Um, so good, good, and good. But honestly, there should be rules in place to make sure. Like, if the government's going to do anything to, like, protect people from this sort of stuff, technology advances way faster than laws do. I understand that. So it's good that Google and Apple are doing their sure. part. But honestly, like... There should be some level of protection. If they can come people. together on this, Dave, can they come together on getting us all the same damn text color bubbles? Oh, that would be nice. And reactions. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. Well, it's officially end of an era, my friend. My doctor has given me stern orders to completely halt my Mountain Dew intake. I think at one point I was drinking three two liters a day. He says it's going to kill me. Whatever. Message deleted. Dude, three two liters a day. A that is a lot of Just county coffee. I'm surprised that you have, yeah, the county coffee. I'm surprised you even have teeth anymore. Live your life. No, do not no. live your life like that. Uh, my, my brother uh, had a serious diet and Mountain Dew addiction. The and, diet was the best. And he always told me that the diet was the best. But when he had to get off, he like went through... Withdrawals. withdrawals. I mean, because oh, yeah. you're pounding so much caffeine, sugar, and sugar when you're when you're drinking well, that stuff. It, it, it took him a while to break the habit. You know, I mean, I know some people probably roll their eyes when they hear three two liters a day, but in high school and into my early twenties, before I uh, you know was full time in radio, I was drinking probably two two liters of Coke that's a insane, day. What dude. kind of rich lavish life did you no, live? There was a, no, it's a buck we would stop for by. at that time probably. There was a quick trip near my house, so my dad would he you know he was a, he was a workout fanatic. He would go work out every day. He'd run, but when he was done with working out, he would stop by a quick trip and buy these. Uh, two liters, and they were, I think, 59 cents each yeah. for the two liters. So he would buy, like, for me and him, because he would house one and I would house two in a day. And so, just like, to make wild. sure you totally eliminate any benefits of working out, just go blast through a two liter. And Jeez. when I remember getting off of that, getting off a of soda that way, it was like going through withdrawals. Yeah, that's, for real. That's nuts. I, I the caffeine. It was the caffeine I and sugar. I can't yeah. believe that they didn't show you guys the, the the photos of mouths. You know, whenever you're in health class and they'll show you like, this is what you'll look like on meth. Yeah, these, these this are your is lungs if you smoke, you know. This yeah. is, they did that for us because I went to school in Appalachia for a little while in Kentucky and um, they did that for us for what they literally call Mountain Dew mouth. Oh. Because your teeth rot out of your head sure. from all of the sugar. I, I man. And I, there's just no there's still well, very, limited diddle care in Appalachia. There's very few things in life that bring me the joy of an ice cold Coke in a can when I'm eating something greasy. Like that is like ecstasy. That's, it's the sugar What brings you the, the most fat. joy in life. I mean like, well, because here's okay. the thing, Dave. There's, you know, other things that are enjoyable, uh-huh. uh, but you got to work for those. Please leave a message after the tone. Who out of the four of you would be the most likely to actually 127 hours themselves? You know that movie when a guy cuts off his arm? Which one of you could actually do that in this scenario? Message the only deleted. person who would probably be in that scenario would be Audrey because she's the only one who would go hiking by herself. Yeah. I will who never go hiking. go hiking by themselves? Never. I always imagine myself to be a lot stronger than I am actually in, in life, though, because at one point I legitimately thought I wanted to go into the military because my grandparents were in the military. My stepdad grew up. I, I was around him and in the military. So I was like, you know, I feel like I could do that. And then I realized, like, in actuality, I cry at everything. Like, I like one push up and I'm like, I'm tired. Did I ever tell but you guys maybe that if my, you would have joined, that would have changed yeah, all, maybe. All, all possibly, of those things? Possibly. Did I ever maybe tell G. you guys Jane. that my sister joined the Marines? 
I did not know like, that. She got recruited into the Marines, okay. and I was like, what are you doing, Laura? Like, you are not a Marine. My dad's Marines a Marine. Right. Tough. Like, and Marine, that is tough. The toughest of tough. And she uh, she did not do great. It did not last. No. No, no, man. You know Laura? Yeah. She's not a Marine. <laughs> She's a lot of things, and she is a wonderful person, and I love her dearly. But being a Marine, like you got to be cut a certain way. Yeah. That is tough. I'm like, that recruiter is very good, and he is lying but to But this just goes to show <laughs> that we're all a little delusional. Yes, we all really think that we can achieve anything, because they told us that our entire lives. We put and, our mind to it. that is just not true. Anybody can do anything. No, you can't. <laughs> Why are there no B batteries? Have you guys ever thought about that? Like, literally, why are there no B batteries? Message deleted. There's lots of air variations of A. Are there C? Yeah, the C, of course. What's a C battery? It's just a smaller version of a D battery. Is a B battery the one that go the square little square guy? No, that's a that's a D battery. That's a D battery. No, D, D battery is when you throw at Santa Claus when you're in Philadelphia. No, no, that's a nine volt. A nine volt is the the one little two two little prongs. The D battery is the chunky square one. No, no that you're, no, the you're D wrong. battery is the one that goes in like a mag, mag light. light. And again, as I said, you throw at Santa Claus when Who in Philadelphia. Who needs batteries anymore? Everything just has a USB. What are you uh, talking remotes? about? Yes, remotes. I don't know if I've ever changed a battery. Every kid toy. Every I don't kid, have children. I have got a. Like a Amazon subscription to batteries Flash because light. we go through so many. Why don't you use the rechargeable batteries? Those don't really. Who uses they, they rechargeable they batteries? Work, they don't work that well. I will fight you if you ever suggest such a thing again. You, Dave, you need I'm to- just trying to save our planet, Dave. I didn't know that you hated it so much. No, screw the planet. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney has had to deal with a string of rather aggressive salesmen, like door-to-door salesmen. There was a story that you told... Not too long after you moved into your house with the guy that was selling the pest control that asked to use your restroom. And I felt like a prick when I said no. But yeah, I don't let people yeah, who I don't know yeah. into my house. I especially mean, you had to use the bathroom real quick. You could well, have said yes. It's fine. That's that's on you for drinking too much water. <laughs> and if it was a number two, that's, uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel like that's I, I some feel, stand your ground stuff. I, I feel I feel like you got to clarify that. Like, number one or number two, you can come into my house, take a leak. You cannot come into my house and take a poop. And it's been a overall pretty good experience for me, but I lived in a neighborhood that had a guard gate prior to this. So this is the first time in like 13 years that I've lived in a neighborhood. So I never got solicitors. So it's yeah. like kind of a new thing to me, but I was talking to our boss, and apparently these guys who do pest control and solar, you know, are relentless. And I, you know, I'm used to anybody who's knocking on my door. There's a reason for that to be happening. So I'm, yeah, you know, that's why I greeted him the first time. So yesterday, I'm taking a nice nap, trying to enjoy mm, myself. Yeah. Early afternoon. Sure. And get a doorbell ring. I'm like. Oh. You don't I have was, a sign on your door that says no solicitor? Not yet. So I get a, I get a ring. And I'm just like, that. maybe it's an Amazon guy. But even then, I feel like Amazon's gotten to the point where they're not ringing anymore. They just, no, they don't ring. They punk that box or whatever you're getting, and they just leave it there, yeah. and that's good. Sometimes they'll ring the bell, but just to kind of like give you a heads up that it's there, but they won't like hang out. I don't even want them to ring the bell, you know? It's like yeah. I can get a notification from my phone. There's no reason to ring that bell. So taking a nap, first bell wakes me up. I'm just like, ugh, you know? Maybe you got 15 minutes of sleep. Oh, uh, just at the beginning, like right after you Right fall as you're asleep. starting to get into that moment. Yeah. I lay back down, get another ring about 45 minutes later. Wait, wait. So he didn't ring the doorbell a couple of times in the same, like while he's there. He rang it and then left and it, then came back 45 minutes later. And again, like it's trash day and, you know, I'm in a new neighborhood. I don't know if my neighbors need to say anything. So it's like, Second time I get up and I like go look through the people and I'm like, it's the same, same a-hole who's just there. And I'm like, dude, uh, go lay back down, doze off, asleep for maybe 10, 15 more minutes. Please tell me he came back. third. Yes. Ring yes. of the doorbell this guy in 90 is minutes. Effective salesman. I love it. What was he trying so, to sell? Do you know? I don't know. So at this point, I'm like real mad. Yeah. I'm real mad at this one because you've ruined my nap. Yeah. yeah. And how, how could he? I've had he to woke get, the baby. I've had to get up two times. <laughs> Mahoney is baby. Now, and on this third time, and you this is where you let me know if I may have committed a crime or not. <laughs> okay. I'm wearing my boxer briefs. 
and know. nothing else because that's what I nap in. I don't want to nap in a full garb. Right. So I, third time, I just fling the door open and I go, I don't want any. And I slam the door as hard as Ooh. I can. But I'm, but, but here's the thing, Dave. I'm six foot four, six foot five. About two fifty right now. Yeah, you're little, 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 man. little heavy. Yeah, a little hairy too. I haven't done, yeah. haven't, haven't, haven't shaved my chest in months. Uh huh. And so I'm sitting there in some real tight boxer briefs. Yeah. Because I bought these when I was skinnier. Oh man, were you tube toothpaste so, in it? So I'm, yeah. yeah so I'm muffin topping <laughs> hard. Oh, now your tube toothpaste is all rolled down so to the top. I don't know if that is considered exposing myself because all the bits were covered. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's better because wait, no, pause. We need to make sure what kind of boxers because this is important. So um, I heard a story the other day of a gentleman who had uh, was showing off like a tattoo on his thigh, and whenever he had to pull down his pants, he didn't realized the type of boxers that he was wearing had the open, like the button, because I didn't know these existed, on the hole, and he realized that his his his, his, his yeah. front yeah. front stuff was hanging out of the hole because the button wasn't buttoned. You, as a dude, you know if your junks has threaded that needle. Yeah, also, uh, I, I haven't I, worn a pair of those boxers, because I know what you're talking about. I used to have some back in, like, the 90s. Right. But yeah, like the button ones, no. Now, no, mine are like, no. you think like briefs. George, George St. Pierre, the MMA fighter, like okay, those style compression Mahoney shorts. in those. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. But okay. I was, I I got was it. I got it. furious. I don't know, I, what, I he like was, I don't know what he was selling. I don't know if it was solar. I don't know if it was a bug guy. I don't know if it was a, a Jehovah's Witness. Sir, in the off chance, if you are listening today, I will pay you to go back and ring his doorbell three I more will, times. I, uh, next time, you're gonna do what? You're gonna. Nothing. I'm gonna come at you like gonna, spider monkey. You're gonna no, do nothing. You're not. This is Dave and Mahoney. When you're looking for love, hey baby, you want? Then all the wrong places. You want to see what a mistake looks like? It's the missed connection inspection on Dave and Mahoney. You know, Mahoney, there's nothing worse than feeling like you've missed your opportunity to connect with what could be the love of your life. And there's some people out there that decide they're not going to have that. If they didn't shoot their shot in that moment when they had the opportunity, they're going to take another swing at things and take it to Craigslist. I love that they're going old school, Dave, and we go old school because many years ago, we swore in our rich friend's dad's basement that was lined with wood paddling on a stack of Playboys, penthouse forum letters, and the occasional hustler. That we would help these freaks fly their flag as high as they can. And they are and freaks. Help them, and yeah. help them find their love. There are certainly some freaks that we have featured today. This first one, and this is just a, a, an ex- example of how thirsty dudes are. So this mm. is dude for dude. You, passenger in a new white truck, and your buddy pulled up near me. You asked for my phone number, and I smiled. If you see this and tell me what I was driving and what I looked like, I would like to actually give you my number now that I'm not driving, LOL. I feel like Craigslist are for the shit. Interstate? <laughs> You think it was for what? For the people who are ashamed. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of times we feel like we hear some people who are, like, a little bit drug-ridden. The thing that gets me about this is that he said that they asked for his number while driving down the interstate. Like, did they roll the window down you and be like, what's to do your the, number? You didn't used to do that, like, on, on road trips interstate? with your friends. Oh, like, you'd yeah. be driving to, like, a state competition or yeah. something like that, and there'd be a, a car full of, of girls. Yeah. And then you would be, like, trying to get their number. Woo. And it would work on occasion because you had, yeah. like, that one good-looking friend running point. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones would never call us back. Uh, this one is entitled Trader Joe's. This is a man for a woman. While waiting in the checkout line, you were the nice lady who asked me if the Trader Joe's chocolates were good. I said yes, and they were a very good price. Is this a Trader Joe's marketing ploy, question mark? Yes. They have to compliment at least one thing in your basket. Did you know that? I, I only know that because of you. Yes, Don't, it's like an actual this thing. Is, Audrey, this is uh, akin to... Uh, telling us that certain other things don't exist. I don't. We don't need to know this. Keep the magic alive for people who don't know. Well, I, I, I also my like magic that. was ruined because I was thinking that I was getting like one of the like the best items every time I was That's shopping. I, I was mean. like, wow, like I'm really good at finding like the and Easter made, egg in. It made you toast. feel good, didn't it? And now it's been ruined for you, and so you're ruining it for everyone. Why else? are you stealing the joy from thousands of Trader Joe shoppers out there? You guys are annoying. It is, it is fine. Everyone's gonna be okay. Also, the chocolates, the chocolates at Trader Joe's, uh, top notch, and they have peanut butter cups. It's just such a typical dude thing, though, is that it it actually is a marketing ploy from Trader Joe's to make you feel good about your purchases when you go there. But of course, he reads it as you were hitting on me. I think 
I mean, yeah. I, Trader Joe's does a good job of hiring good-looking people. Do they? I would say, yeah. by and large, at least... Uh, You're just attracted to people who look like you. Well, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> men and women wearing Tommy Bahamas. Ooh, I mean, it's, it's a, a look. That it's is, that, yeah, they, they just look leisurely. This is uh, entitled, You Are the Older Chubby Man Who Picked Me Up in Your SUV. This is a female for a male. This was years ago. You'd pick me up and go back to your place. We had 420 together, and some sometimes you would even buy me toys. I was younger. We met through here, Craigslist. Tell me a little bit about us or send a photo if you remember and would like to talk again. As a older chubby man. Uh, <laughs> yes, I am older. Yes, I'm chubby. Uh-huh. But don't, you're like, 40. Just, just say husky. Husky. Thick. Yeah. Mahoney, but you're 40. You're 41. Not older. 41. But, like, okay, nobody wants, like, no, there's never how, a time where chubby should be used you know, as a descriptor. You notice how she didn't correct you on the chubby thing? Well, she corrected you on your age, but not the chubby part. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. This may be the single most Florida custody battle I have ever heard of. What's going on here, Dave? A Florida woman is fighting to keep her six-foot-long pet alligator in her home. It's not it is, that long of an alligator, to be honest. Uh, he's a pretty small guy. Uh, it's 125 pounds, though, so, I mean, it's still a significant... Sure. still a significant alligator. Uh, but this, this particular alligator's name is Rambo, and he wears clothes and rides on a motorcycle and actually has a bedroom in this lady whose name is Mary Thorne's home in Lakeland, Florida. What kind of clothes does Rambo wear, Dave? Uh, it looks like a uh, a denim vest with his sleeves cut off and some jeans. Total trash. Is he patched up? It doesn't look like he, he, I think he's maybe a prospect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's working on <laughs> becoming a full MC member. Uh, the wildlife officials say the alligator of that size must have two and a half acres of land. She said that even if the land is available, Rambo can't be left outdoors because he's so sensitive to sunlight. But yet, meanwhile, you can put him on. In this case, that's a little quad that he's riding on. He's With- so sensitive to sunlight. He is a dinosaur, ma'am. <laughs> Those are the last walking dinosaurs Literally. on the planet. Like, like, I love that she's thinking truly in her heart of heart that she's domesticated this she's alligator. that he has been trained not to bite. That's a lie. Alligator. That's a lie. He's yeah. an alligator. He's 100% going to eat you. You're going to get eaten by Rambo. And, and I you will laugh. I'm fine with that. If I mean, you, you, decide- put a, you, put a, you put a denim vest on an alligator. He has every right to bite you. Yes, he's like, I am a dinosaur, and you have dressed me up and put me on a tiny quad. Put a top hat on him, though. Now, that's pretty cool. That's a look. That's Are a we look. sure that this dino is a uh, gentleman? Uh, well, I, How do you tell I, what gender sure. a alligator is? Do they yeah, have like, the bits? It's, no, it's kind of like it's kind of like birds. Are you gonna look up alligator I'm, dong? I'm looking okay. up alligator. Yeah, penis. man, because I mean, for real though, how do you know? Because she could be misgendering this alligator. Put him in a whole like boy oh outfit my God. and get ah oh, no. Do they have is, things? Oh boy, no. I, sh- I shouldn't have done this on the work Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Let me see. Oh my God! Let me see next. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Time to play Tipsy through the quad or toddler. A Dave and Mahoney. It is time for a round of Tipsy or Toddler, and Kayla is joining us today. How are you, Kayla? Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is a pretty simple game. These are things that were just said by a person that's either very drunk or a little kid. They were transcribed by our producer rather masterfully. This is pretty hard sometimes to decipher the words that were said on either end of things. But if you can figure out if it's a tipsy person or a toddler, you're going to win today. Uh, you do have to get four out of the five correct, though. Okay. All right. So here we go with number one. I'll read the first one. Here we go. When you fix the cup. It still has problems, but you can fix it. And that means you can still be happy even if you broke up with them. Kayla, is that a tipsy person or is that a toddler? A tipsy person? A tipsy person is correct. Well done. Let's have a listen. When you fix the cup, it still has problems, but you can fix it. And that means you can still be happy even if you broke up with them. It's good advice. It's good advice. All right. Uh, Mahoney and Audrey, you are going to take number two. Take it away whenever you're ready, Mahoney. Ha! Ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha! High-fiving me, please. High-five me. Ha! 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 Is that a tipsy person <laughs> or a toddler? I'm going to guess a toddler. 
Toddler is. <sighs> Incorrect. I'm sorry. That was once again a tipsy person that really wanted a high five. <laughs> high five me, please. High five me. Oh, wow. Oh wow. God, Let's run that back one more time. <laughs> high five me, please. High five me. High five Nobody me. in life has ever wanted anything more than that person <laughs> wanting a high five in that moment. Never. Okay. Uh, you got one on the board. You got one incorrect. Here we go, Mahoney. You and I will go back and forth on this one. Okay. Mom. Dude. I'm just peeing. What are you doing? Can we keep the tree out forever? Yes. Okay. What the F? <laughs> is that a tipsy person or a toddler? Uh, I would guess a toddler. Toddler Tod- is. Yes, that is correct. Well done. Talking to their mom there, and they were actually talking about the Christmas tree, Mahoney, which oh. I think you'd appreciate, wanting to always have the Christmas tree out. Dude, I'm just peeing. Why? What are you doing? Can we um, keep this tree out forever? Yes. Okay. What the f***? <laughs> that uh, is such a kid thing to do. Like, I'm going to burst into the bathroom while you're actually going pee to ask if we can keep the Christmas tree out forever. I'll tell you, that's the one thing that I, you know, since moving out of my house, Dave, mm-hmm. I don't have. I don't have a queen. I don't have my Christmas tree up. Oh, you don't? I normally have a Christmas I mean, tree up for about sense. six to eight months it's, a year. Yeah. It's summer. <laughs> no, I would like it up right now. I feel like um, it's, you it's know. It's summer. All right, Kayla, you're doing great. You got, uh, you got two points on the board. Audrey, you're going to take number four when you're ready. I'm so sorry. I popped your balloons, even though they had confetti in them and they looked like they were supposed to be popped. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler, Kayla? A tipsy person? A tipsy person is correct. Well done. I'm sorry that I popped your balloons, even though they had confetti in them and looked like they were supposed to be popped. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mahoney and Audrey, (laughs) you're going to take the last one here. Kayla, it all hangs in the balance right here. No pressure. Mahoney, whenever you're ready. I wanted to be fat, and I wanted to have man boobs. What did you say? I wanted fat. I wanted man boob. Is that a tipsy person (laughs) or a toddler for the win, Kayla? Toddler. Well done. You got across the finish line. Let's have a listen. To be fat, and I wanted to have man boobs. What'd you say? I wanted fat, and I wanted man boobs. This is David Mahoney. So I am happy to report that I am developing quite the relationship with the police department. A couple of weeks ago, my son, who just turned three, escaped from the condo that we were staying in and walked right out on. They saved Osborne. your son. They they saved probably saved his life. I'm yes. not even kidding about that. Yes, because he. We got four little kids. If you don't know the story of what happened there, my wife's upstairs with the baby. Grandma's downstairs. He just walks over to the front door, unlocks it, and walks right out. You're staying no in idea. an Airbnb. Exactly. It's not like your norm, your house that you just sold that has like all latch these kid proofed everywhere and, and like yeah. ring doorbells. So you can see what's going on, all that stuff. No, had no idea. Thankfully, some couple saw him and called the cops, and the cops were there instantly. But as you can imagine, my wife was understandably mortified when she ran outside and saw there was five cop cars not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. But they let him go sit in the front seat and was playing with the lights and the sirens and all that stuff. A happier ending to what could have potentially. Could have been a disaster. What happened now, Dave? I'm coming into work. And I actually left a little bit early, so I'm feeling good about myself. I've got my little driving eggs, you know, I'm just like ready to go. And I'm sitting there in the turn lane because I'm going to take a left. Okay. And there's a car that comes towards me and they also get into the turn lane. And... So they're, they're facing me, right? So we're just both at a red light waiting. Okay. And they flash their lights at me. And I can tell that it's an emergency vehicle of some time. I assume it's a police car, but it's just an SUV that has a light bar on the top. Sure. So I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure it's a cop. My brights aren't on. And so I, like, flash my lights back to let them know, hey, my brights are not on. Yeah. And I think that he thought that I was being a dick. Because he then flashed his lights again, but he did it where he activated the white lights on the bar above to, like, let me know, hey, bro, I'm a cop. And so I was like, do I flash my lights again just to, like, let him know, like, my brights are not on? 
What did you do? Is that do? why he was, or is there something else going on no, here? No, that's, that's. He just thought your brights were on? He thought my brights were on. But they weren't. They weren't. And so I just like flashed him one more time just to let him know. Well, the light turns green and I take the left and I notice that he is just sitting there for a second and then he follows me and I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to pull me over. Whoop, whoop. Pulls me over and I'm like, he thought I was being a dick to him this whole time. And he comes up. And he's like, uh, were, you, were your brights on? I'm like, no, I just had a headlight replaced not that long ago. And, and you've got a, an SUV. Yeah. And, and you've got those stupid white they're lights. They're so bright lights. They're so bright. They're oh so annoying. And I guess. But that's, I mean, those are the stock on his car, to I, I be fair. He I, doesn't have the aftermarket No, ones. I didn't put those in. But no. I think that maybe whenever they installed the new headlight, that maybe the alignment's a little bit off or something. Because mm-hmm. he made a comment about, hey, it was right in my eyes. And I'm like. Did you think that I was, like, trying to tell you to screw off by flashing my lights at you? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, so you, just, you pulled me over for that? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Did you like, no, I was flashing to show you that those were those, the highs. Yeah, and, so, and he's like, it's more just an informational thing. His name is Officer Matthews. He was actually super nice about everything. And honestly, he probably could have tased me, and I would have been fine with it considering they just saved my son's life a couple of weeks ago. But I was sitting there. I was so mad, mostly because my driving eggs were getting cold. Stop so it, Dave. I have my the drama, yeah. the eggs. I see. I thought you were talking about the police officers that were outside of our studio yesterday. I, I saw them out there too. No. I, Dave, I, I was thought, like, Dave is just you're attracting them like like fleas and, so and I flies. Thought, I, I had a chance to talk to those officers who were outside the station yesterday because Chris, our producer, and I were walking outside at the same time. Tell me what, what? you said to them because I want to know if it's something similar to what I said. So wait, we all talked to them individually because <laughs> well, they were standing right there on our way to where our where we park, and we all park at the you know. The four of us all park in the same spot. So there was there was one cop that was out there when I walked out, and he's just kind of standing there. And I'm like, "Hey, man, do you need anything?" Oh, ha- that's what you ha- said. Handsome, okay, handsome gentleman, very handsome, like that's- nice square jaw. Yeah, yeah. Like, like almost like too handsome to be a compliment. Are you like, a stripper? You yeah. So you said, "Hey, man, so got- do you need anything?" Yeah, and then he said, "I'm here to give you a lap dance." No, he's just standing out there, and he's like, "No, I'm good. I'm just hanging out." And I was like, "Just want to make sure he didn't like need access to the building to arrest one of our coworkers or something." So when Chris and I were walking outside, uh, you know, he's like, "Oh, you're the two I was waiting for." And yesterday, you know, I got. Like, on the highway, I was going 100 miles an hour. You're the two I'm waiting for. He said that to yeah. you? What? <laughs> just, was just he me- kidding? Yeah, of course. <laughs> just messing with us. And okay. I'm like, oh, my dude, my heart sank because of that. Because I'm like, I just told the story of, you know, uh, getting you let breaking off the law. The- yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there was good reason for it. But I'm like, oh, maybe they take that very seriously. But he was, uh, he was, he was, he was very nice. Actually, I guess there was a call of some, like, craziness going around in the area, so he was just here oh, just making sure that up. everything was uh, cool. Yeah. But and, again, uh, did Audrey, you not see that guy, Audrey? What, Audrey no, what, I did. I talked to him, too. What did, what did you say to the I super said, handsome police officer? I said, you guys are making me nervous. <laughs> and he was like, why? And you I was like, well, what are you guys doing your here? car where it's safe. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Where do you wish you had grown up? Message deleted. What was that? She said, where do you wish you'd grown up? That's the thing is no matter where you grow up, no matter how cool it is, you always want to get the hell out of there. I liked where I grew up. I mean, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, spent 20 years of my life there. You know, it's it's not where I want to live. Wanted to live the rest of my life, but it was a good family upbringing. So for me, it was it was rural Minnesota. So I was born in St. Paul, but then I grew up in Brainerd, Minnesota, which is about two hours Home north of Paul Bunyan and Babe's right. Blue Locks. That's, that's exactly right. So you know, um, but it was a, an awesome place to grow up. My yeah. my dad specifically moved to Gilbert or to to Gilbert Lake. Um, when we were little kids because he'd gone there and vacationed there when he was a little kid and just remembered what a great place it was for families. And so, like, we grew up on a lake, and we didn't have a lot of money or anything like that, but we didn't need a lot of money. We're just out there fishing off the dock with literally a stick and some bread sometimes, trying to catch little bluegills. It was a magical time growing up I like that. I just wonder now, though, because I didn't really know. I mean, growing up in Missouri, I didn't know a whole lot about what was out there. At the time, but like kids today are so connected with the internet and everything, you know, seeing literally everything. Yeah, you didn't know like, what you were missing. Do you feel that like that's changed? It depends. On, I, I think it depends on the kid, right? I mean, you you certainly have a lens to the rest of the world that you didn't before, but I think for the most part, like kids don't know what they're missing. 
Like if you have a whole bunch of money and then you go broke, that's totally different, right? You like, can't have the good life and then go backwards. You got to start. You start from the bottom and get, and then that claw gets, your way up. That's yeah. what gives you that drive. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, it would have been nice to have like our parents buy us like BMW when we were sixteen. Get a G wagon when you turn sixteen. Yeah, no, that but you know we would have wrecked that. Of we would have. We would have been the biggest douchebags. I mean, we already are on the planet. Had something like that happened. Yeah, see, like, we, we had to fight our way up, and we're still douchebags. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. What do you do when you use a public toilet, only to find out post-go that there's no toilet paper? Message That's deleted. The worst. What kind of rookie move are you talking about? You no. don't check before? Sometimes so, you can't, Dave. Well, no, I get Like, that. If, if nature is... If that train is coming down the tracks. Nature's not calling. They're hollering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for women, we're we're always using it. You know what yeah, I mean? Always using yeah. the toilet paper. So you would just assume in a lady's restroom, there's always going to be toilet paper. I feel like for guys, it's not checked as frequently because it's not as used. Yeah, it's also not out as frequently, right? Because like you said, it's just not constantly being used. But do you ask the person in the stall next to you? If they there's someone you? there, but then you guess do? what you do whenever there's no one there? What do you do? Can I do like the half pull up or like like the, the waddle? Oh God, it's the, the most embarrassing shame. thing ever because then you're like, <laughs> oh, now I've got to like change my, like it's just like a whole thing. Oh, it's so, just foul. So you don't waddle from one stall to the other? You just go not ahead with and the, pull well, it up and... Think about girls, most of the time we're wearing leggings. So like if you've got them, like what do you do? You got to pull them all the way up. Up and then go over to the next stall. It's the worst. Stock your bathrooms. That is seriously key to me knowing whether or not I will ever go back somewhere. If if their bathrooms are gross and if the hostess stand is gross. Also, I I know like that sticky gas stations specifically use the worst like single ply toilet paper for a reason because they don't really want people using the bathroom. Those bathrooms, unless like you're an awesome, you know, Bucky's, which are traditionally around Texas and in that area. Best bathrooms. But that's what one of their selling points are. But like if you're if you're a real legitimate business and you use single ply toilet paper, I hope you fail. I hope you go bankrupt. I hope all of your executives get locked up (laughs) and executed. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yeah, um... Dave and Mahoney present... Uh... We're doing special curling fries. Fast, fast, fast food freakout. Freak Shut up and listen to my order. Brett is joining us for a round of fast food freakouts. How are you today, Brett? I'm doing well, thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you for being with us. Uh, we have some real-life meltdowns that have happened in fast food restaurants around the country. You're trying to figure out which fast food restaurant the meltdowns happen in, and Mahoney is here to help you out today. Dave, rarely do we see... Freakouts at places like Chipotle or a Shake Shack or even Chick-fil-A, but there is a special moment where anger and hunger meet, and that's traditionally in the drive-thru or in the interior of a fast food restaurant. And I, the world's leading fast food forensic expert, have been to no less than 17,000 McDonald's in my lifetime. There's not that many McDonald's. Continental here in the U.S. In America. Okay, so this, uh, I'm glad you set it up like that, Mahoney, because this one actually happens in the drive-thru. Okay. And this woman is pretty upset about trying to get the correct price of ranch, which is a bit of a hint, but let's have a listen. Because you told me 20 cents a piece, and I told you that I always pay 11 cents. I've never paid 20 okay, cents yes, for ranch. you're right, ma'am. I was wrong. It's $1.62 Okay. Altogether. You said that's not your manager? I am the manager of this show. Okay, um, I, I'll just... Um, what, what's the store manager's name? So I'm going to call in in the morning. I mean, you were completely rude to me. I try, I, yeah, the customer is always right. And if I told you that I'd never pay 20 cents for ranch, then that's what it was. We're arguing over pennies here, but Dave, that's important. Yeah. You um, don't need to get double charged for ranch. I may take a shot in the dark. On you're going to take a shot in the dark? <laughs> and, and we'll see if, uh, if our caller agrees. agrees. Yeah. I mean, the number one place for ranch and fast food is Jack in a Box. And her order is $1.69, uh-huh. which leads me to believe she bought two tacos and ordered ranch with that. <laughs> you are ridiculous. So here, here are the options. It's either A, Carl's Jr., nope. B, Jack in the Box, yes. or C, Chick-fil-A. No, that's definitely not a Chick-fil-A. That's definitely not a Carl's Jr. Uh, Brett, I think you follow my lead, my friend, but it's up to you. Absolutely. I think you're exactly right on Jack in the Box. You are ridiculous. That is exactly right. 
<laughs> you knew oh, what she ordered. Based on the price, I know what she's ordered you because are I ordered preposterous. that. <laughs> Dude, two tacos from Jack in the Box with oh, ranch. God. My jaw is on or, the floor. And or sour cream. The you, sour cream's a dollar. I don't guys, even know why I play this game. This guys, is Mahoney's game. Brett, I don't even know why we have a caller. This is Mahoney's matter. game. I just I, that's un- <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> He wants me to win. I do want you to win. All right. So here we go on number two. This man was rude to employees a year ago and still, and they still remember him, and he just wants his respect. I didn't say nothing today. I'm asking for, he's talking about something that happened last year, okay? I'm talking about today. I purchased a cup of coffee today, and all I expect your employee to do is say thank you. Okay, and for you to be, he did not apologize for that. You're lying and completely unprofessional. You're being very, this is my evidence. Oh, boy. Is that A, a Starbucks, B, a Dunkin' Donuts, C, a Burger King? It's always a Dunkin', dude. Whenever you're acting like that, you're not doing it. I think it's too echoey. This one's real hard because there's so little uh, noise in the background. So it's hard to say, and that guy's accent's real weird. Mm -hmm. So, but that leads me to believe. It's a Starbucks. That's my that's my gut feeling. So Mahoney's saying Starbucks. Audrey thinks it could be a Dunkin'. No one's thinking Burger King. Brett, it's up to you to make a decision. You know what, guys? I just went through Dunkin' Donuts, and they're real respectful, so I'm going to go with Starbucks. God, you're so good. That's interesting because usually every time we have any type of discrepancies in Coffee-related instances, it always is in a Dunkin'. This so one, this one, this felt one just felt different the for echo. you in your heart and soul. The echo. Let's just see, because uh, Brett, you had you had some great help on those two. Let's just try the third one here. Okay. For the hell of it. Okay. Why not? So this man's burger was improperly made, so he is furiously demanding a refund. Oh, my God. Give me my money. Hey, Give me my money. Over a burger. That was the that was the last clue. You can really hear too much before that, though. No it, beeps. Is that a Five Guys, a Wendy's, or a McDonald's? Got to be a Wendy's, dude. I don't hear any beeps, which leads me to think it's not a McDonald's. I don't. I think it's. I think Five Guys is too expensive for this kind of rowdiness to be happening. Also, they'll you know they have an open kitchen, and it would be much louder. So I think you're right, Audrey. I would lean towards a uh, a Wendy's on this one. Thank God you got one wrong. Really? Was it, McDonald's? it was McDonald's, yeah. Really? And, and we didn't the, hear any beeps. The, the, was, there was no beeps, but there was a lot of people in there, and that's the only thing that could have swung mm. you the other way. If you didn't get that wrong, everyone would think that you just had the answers. No, that that was still a very impressive I take the sanctity of this game more seriously than my marriage, Dave. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So having a bad boss is not great, Mahoney. You and I, over the years, we've had some real interesting bosses. Uh, you know, I've had bad bosses pretty consistently. I've had some really great ones as well. Yeah. But I would say that when you kind of balance it out, have you had more bad bosses or more good bosses over the years? Oh, I, I think that, like, as far as a head count, I've had more bad bosses. And the reason I say that is because those people don't tend to last. Yeah. And so be, when you actually add up the number, like the good bosses that I've had the good fortune of working with have been phenomenal, and I've been able to work with many of them for years and years and years, and I love that. But if we're doing a straight head count, I've had a lot of bad bosses sprinkled in there. Yeah, but I forget about a lot of those clowns. That's one of the nice things about that. There's only one who, uh, you know, I'd, uh, you know, uh, I, I laugh when I think about them being you dead. You were happy he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a horrible person. It's yeah. actually funny. The first time I ever like did photos with the two of you, Dave and Mahoney, um, I had no idea the story of this gentleman who passed away. And you guys just said his name and is dead. And it put the biggest smile on Mahoney's face. And it was one of the best uh, the best PR photos that we had done together. Because after you've taken like so many photos... The smile gets fake, and you just feel like you're just you forcing it. You needed an it. authentic smile you to happen. a real again. laugh and a real I mean, smile. I we're taking so, those photos in my garage. Yeah. I mean, if we're going <laughs> to but I, but, but I had to I had to but remind Mahoney uh, that this gentleman was dead, and then we got a real genuine laugh yeah. and smile. Yeah, I mean, he, he threatened to murder me. You know, he uh, you know was a predator and all sorts of other horrible things. So the world is a better place. But yes, that did bring a chuckle. I would say, Dave, though, it is uh, you know having a bad boss. It can certainly be traumatic to certain types of people. Well, and there there is a lot of talk going on right now. And I mean, some people are going to call this like soft and like you just got to deal with it, having a bad boss and all that. And I mean, I, I certainly think that the world could toughen up uh, in, in a lot of ways. But there's also like a decent amount of just 
horrible people who've been placed into management positions. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's pretty <laughs> fair to call like a bad bosses abusive. Like if they're screaming yes. at their employees, like that is that's abuse, isn't yes. it? Right? Yes. I mean, we got screamed at every day yep. for over a year, Dave. And I mean, like literally every day. Thank God you were not part of the show at that point in time, Audrey. But I will say this though: there's there's moments though. Where, uh, you know, you and I have had plenty of people we've worked with over the years. I never scream. No. You know, I mean, it's Why just. Why we ever scream? I, you know, I don't know. But I mean, but there's times where you want to. Well, I do feel like, Mahoney, you have that natural inclination. Like, the more loud you are, the more right you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're not. You're, <laughs> you're, not, you're not a screamer. You're not no. the sort of guy who's just going to start yelling people down. And uh, I feel like. Yeah, if you got a good boss today, you should appreciate that. Yeah, so tell them how much them. you like You can them. take that for granted real easily. But uh, they're, they're, shout out to all of the good bosses out there. And all you bad bosses, just know that you're also going to be dead one day. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, take a photo of Mahoney. Take a photo of Mahoney. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So I'm really trying to stop doing this, but how much does your personality change when you're around different people? Message deleted. A lot, man. I feel like the, the whole chameleon effect is, real. is very real. And Audrey, I feel like you're the same way just because when you grow up in a situation like you did where you're moving around a lot like you just kind of have to adapt to whatever your environment you're thrown into and that's the way it is for a lot of like military kids right you're just constantly mm-hmm. on the go yeah um but no i feel like that's a very real thing but i, mean, I feel like that's a uh, that being able to adapt isn't necessarily like you're being fake it's just you're changing the energies i react to the energy yeah. that is being put out you yeah know? i don't think it's a disingenuous thing i don't think that you're faking it like you're trying to be something that you're not like you said, it's just like if there, there's if you're emotionally intelligent, I feel like you can match the energy in the room. Yeah. And the people that can't it's are, a skill. are the ones that are the most annoying. I find it to be I feel like it's a skill because like you said, it's not necessarily that you're you're changing a belief system or like your morality or whatever. Like you're just you're just going in and if somebody is, you know, acting a certain way and regionally, people are very different from region to region yep. and from room to room. So you kinda have to just Assess. Some people are just so absolutely oblivious. But but I mean, for friend groups, though, I feel like it's different because there are some people who are work friends that you would act one way to. And then at home, you know, your hometown friends, you act a different way to because they saw you growing up. They saw you misbehaving versus your work friends only see you misbehaving during Christmas parties. I don't feel like the, like my, my old school hometown friends, like we've ever really evolved because I'll go back, you know, for the holidays or whatever. Right. And I'll see him and we'll go to the same bar that we used yep. to go to 20 years ago and we still act like total boobs. It's but not yeah. like we're like, let's go out and get martinis all of a sudden. Let me it's ask like, you. Let's go <laughs> slam some Bud Light. Let me ask you this, Dave, though. Each other. Is it your friends who still live back yeah. there? Yeah. For the well, most part, there's see, yeah, there's some people that will come together, but yeah, it's the same dudes doing the same thing. Yeah, that's the one thing that we always end up at the same bar, and there's always our friends from high school who've been doing the same thing for 20 years, which is interesting for me to go watch, kind of like a zoo. Yeah, there's a time and a place for that. I, like I couldn't not do always. that, but like when I'm visiting, once. Like a zoo. It is like a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live here. It's like a zoo with keg stands. It's awesome. It is official, guys. Frontier Airlines is now the golden corral of the skies. Are they putting in, Dave, are you saying what I think you're saying? Are they putting in a cheese fondue pot in the sky? A cheese a cheese fountain? That's exactly right. Every single Frontier Airlines flight from here on out is going to have a cheese fountain. No. No, no, of course that's not the case. Uh, they are doing an all-you-can-fly summer pass, unlimited travel, now through September 30th, for four hundred and ninety nine dollars, wow. which does not seem like it's enough, <laughs> right? I there's got to be restrictions and stuff that are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Come you, there's like dozens this. of destinations that are saying around the country, but it's the Go Wild Summer Pass. It just seems to me like I don't know Frontier Airlines. I don't know how often I want to fly. There. I've flown, flown Frontier. The worst part about Frontier, I mean, like as far as like the planes are fine, but the seats are just trash. Well, and you you got a very delicate booty, I, and so yeah, it's, you really have to take the, care of that thing. It's like sitting on a high school bleacher seat. I would never recommend a flight more than an hour on a Frontier flight. But I, like if it's under an hour, it's you can you, your ass can handle that kind of uh, abuse. I think I've only taken a Frontier flight once, and it was from Reno to Las Vegas, and I also distinctly remember. 
how awful the seats were. High school bleacher is yeah. 100% what it is. Like, did you guys just intentionally take all of the padding out of these seats? They got to they... save, save every ounce they can, Dave. I mean, do they? Or maybe you could just not do the buffet of the skies thing for your big <laughs> summer promotion. Uh, just a thought. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash on Dave and Mahoney. Man, so this does not sound good. Uh, Jamie Foxx is still in the hospital, and his family and friends are asking for prayers for him. I mean, this is a medical emergency. They didn't really disclose what it was, and obviously they don't have any obligation to do that if they don't want to. But being hospitalized for three weeks is really serious stuff. And now them coming out on top of that and saying, hey, you know, send send a word up for our boy. Like, that doesn't sound great, man. I, Jamie Foxx is an enormously talented guy. You know, look to be in great shape. So there's something that suddenly happened, we know, because he was working on a couple of projects. Um, and I guess he just fell so ill right before the day of shooting uh, a, a scene for his new movie that they, they, they had to halt production. But it wasn't like a something that slowly came on or even like a diagnosis, something dramatic. And family happened. was flying in and just, I didn't yeah. realize, you know, until you told me right before we got on air that. He was still in the hospital. I figured he, had, you know, things had gotten better. You didn't really hear much about it because no. I mean, it's been kind of kept. I don't want to say necessarily quiet, but um, you know, I, I saw something yesterday. Um, and not meaning to be dark on the matter, but I saw something yesterday that one of the wild, one of the craziest assumptions that everybody can have is that you're going to be able to make it home after yeah. work. You know True. what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you never know what is going to happen on your day to day basis. And whenever we're hearing about massive celebrities like this, it kind of it just. You feel like they're a little bit immortal because they're so removed from just daily life, right? I keep seeing that quote from Kobe Bryant floating around on social media and other places where Kobe said a pretty dramatic line. He said, the biggest mistake that we make in life is assuming that we have time. And we the fact do. That, that Kobe was the one that said that, right, yeah. is really something. But you're right. Like, when it's a huge celebrity that has all of the money and all of the resources, you just don't expect. Well, but, you know, I mean, and his strokes relatively young. Things. I mean, he looks, I mean, I was shocked to find out that Jamie Foxx is 55 years old. I thought he was still, like, maybe in his 40s. 48, Because he just, like that, you yeah. know, was in such peak, you know, physical shape. He looks amazing. And, you know, you just hope he has a, a, a speedy recovery. Dude's a, uh, I don't know if you've uh, ever heard him sing. Incredible! He's incredible at everything. Yeah, he played Ray Charles in that movie. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, and yeah. he was in the uh, that Pixar movie Soul. Soul he did yeah. all the singing yeah. in that. If you've never like that was one of those weird Pixar movies that kind of flew under the radar yeah. because it came out in 2020 during the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, it yeah. was also just a little harder to follow, I think, compared for to kids. Yeah, for but kids. as an adult, it's yeah. just oh, ride, the, ride the feels. You want to hear something terrible though? More. Nick, Nick Cannon is going to replace Jamie Foxx as the host of the Beat Shazam show. I I don't watch Beat. Shazam! But Nick Look, it was is. it was Jamie Fox and his daughter that were on that together. Nick Cannon is just such a. If you huge want to talk about it, can you just halt production? I mean, whenever I hear things like this, and I know that <laughs> I know maybe this is just me, you know, hoping for the best that companies would just like take a, a second, a pause for empathy and sympathy for their hosts. Like he has literally right now been in the hospital for three weeks, maybe unknown, fighting for his life, yeah. and they're like, okay, we're just bringing. Nick Cannon. Like, come yeah, on. The Wish.com version of Jamie Foxx. You know, you know what I think it is, though? I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there's the, the writer's strike going on. So, like, these networks are going to need these reality-type shows mm -hmm. or game shows in order to kind of plug some of those gaps. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackson Mahomes, the younger brother, the really douchey younger brother of Patrick Mahomes, has been arrested uh, for aggravated sexual battery. There was something that happened back in February in uh, Kansas City where he grabbed... Uh, I think it was like the friend of his mom's or his, his friend's, friend's mom, mom who owned a bar. She owns a, a bar, and he like the grabbed her by the pretty, throat, yeah, creepy, graphic, and he creepy. was like trying to kiss her. And now he's been booked into county jail. And good, yeah. Don't Clown. touch people who uh, you don't have permission to touch. He was touching her like they've been touching before. Which Does I that also, make sense? Yes. Yeah, like, like I mean, you don't put your hands like you know around somebody's throat unless, like, unless you've got you got implicit permission to like, do so. But also the other crazy thing is like. I, I just, you know, you're, your brother's one of the most famous people in the world. You know there's video cameras there. Like, you just think you can do this? So, just yeah. think you're above everything. Yeah. Yep. Well, because there are certain people in this world who just have never understood a, a, what consequences mean. Well, he's about to find out. Good. Yep. 
Uh, so speaking of Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl this past year likely set the all-time viewing record. They're saying that it drew an average of 115 million viewers. Wow. An average of that. At any point during the Super Bowl, there was 115 million people watching. That Good, I'm is so glad astounding. the NFL got so much more money because they were lacking it, you know. Yeah, yeah, they finally, finally <laughs> got a break, the NFL. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, if animals could talk, which species do you think would be the most sarcastic? I think owls. Message deleted. Owls are creepy, man. They'd be saying perverted stuff. You think owls so? are creepy. I feel like they'd be pretentious. You ever seen a wet owl? Yeah. 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 Pretty gross. Yeah. You see a wet koala? Yeah. Have you ever seen a like those bears that have the uh, the, the disease where their fur falls out? I hundred percent yeah. believe that's what we thought werewolves were. Like hundreds of years day, ago, how sure. that yes. you know how that mythology became a thing. I think if you see a hairless bear, it reminds me of what a werewolf was described as looking like. For They're sure. terrifying. Just Google hairless bear if you've never seen one. But the most sarcastic animal to answer this question, I feel like it might be like uh, like a kangaroo. I feel like a kangaroo would have some sass about him. Sounds like a cat, like a house cat. Cats. Oh, you look great today, mm-hmm. Dave. Sure. Knocks off a cup. Do you all ever wonder what your bullies back in school are doing like right now? Dave, you must creep on a ton of dudes to see what they're up to. Message uh, deleted. Not so much Dave, but I do. Mahoney, Mahoney. Mahoney. Very, so very I actually spiteful. keep track. One of the things that I have a uncanny skill for is being able to track anybody down and dig up a lot of dirt on people online. Yes. It's a skill that I have honed over the last 30 years. And, uh, you know, uh, I got a lot of free time on my hands. Basically that and identifying fast food restaurants are the only two things you do. Two well. real tangible yeah. skills mm-hmm. that I have in my life, Dave. But uh, two, two of the guys, one of them in particular, his name's Lloyd. Lloyd and Lloyd uh, was a like eighth year senior, and he was a, like a hundred pounds heavier and a foot taller than everybody in high school, and just a jerk to everyone. Oh yeah, and his life is miserable. So yeah. every time I'm feeling real bad about myself, I know we should be better than this. That you know you should be like, oh, just don't even think about him and live the life that you want to live, and you know you succeeding and being happy is the best kind of revenge. No man, I love knowing that his life sucks because he was such. A piece of garbage. I am the same way. There's one kid, his name is Devin, and he was a bully to everyone. I remember one time in elementary school, because we went to school throughout pretty much the whole run together. We actually got into like a fist fight mm-hmm. in, in junior high, I believe. But in elementary school, same thing, huge for his age. And I think because he got held back a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, a couple? At least throughout the course of, of the run. But he, when I was taking a drink out of the water fountain, Went by and pushed my head down to that little <gasps> metal thing. Oh my oh god! No. And so that's like that's like the elementary school version of curb stomping. It is, man. It was brutal. I just remember crying because it hurt so bad. Oh. And then I looked him up online, and he'd been arrested multiple times, and it made me so happy. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So there have been a lot of stories about two things recently, Mahoney, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of either of them. I understand that bees are very important to the planet, so I get, I guess they have a purpose. But it's bees and parrots. Parrots freak me out, uh, but bees specifically have been in the news because there's that story of the woman who was out with her little kids recently doing a family photo shoot and got attacked. Saved her kids probably lives. She was not going to have a My Girl situation going on. She She, is a superhero. She ran and put her kids in the car and closed the doors to save them, but then she got stung 75 times. Crazy. Yeah, the fire department had to show up and like hose her and the kids and the car down and everything. I bet that hose felt real good, though. Yeah, for real. Yeah, You know what? I bet it did. (laughs) I bet it did. (laughs) Um, This is a situation which, uh, not great. Uh, There was a guy driving his truck down the Florida highway when all of a sudden he was involved in a crash, and he happened to be an 18-wheeler that was carrying one million bees. So no. what do you think of the things that, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, uh, an oil tanker or, like, a military vehicle sure. carrying, like, a... Radioactive n- material. Radio- nuclear yeah. weapon or something. Like, sure. Argon gas. That would be worse, but not much. I mean, a, a million bees? Like, that would that's pretty high on the list of, like, things that you do not want to accidentally overturn your 18-wheeler. Like, this is the worst sequel to Final Destination ever. Can you imagine if you're following this 18-wheeler no. and you, you get into a car accident with it 
and then you're trapped in your car and there's one million bees swarming around. Like, that is the stuff that nightmares are made of, man. Like, what do you, you, you can't even, like, outrun them. No, I mean, you, you, you have to stay in your car, right? You would have to turn your air off. Oh, to make sure that they don't get the, sucked in through when, the air when there's vents. there's a million bees. A million I don't even bees. want to know what that looks like. That is literal nightmare fuel. They're saying that the highway had to be totally shut down and be- beekeepers had to show up to try to collect the insects, but one million bees released. Uh, and moral of the story, uh, if you're driving a tractor trailer full of bees, be careful. Okay, okay. I hate that so okay, much. Okay, okay. I hate that. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>